the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We have taken the 12 to 12.30 portion of the show today to play for you snippets from a Brett Baer special report investigation last night. A long view of the culpability of Anthony Fauci, Francis Collins, and scientists who early on had their own personal convictions that the Wuhan virus was leaked from a lab in Wuhan, China. Perhaps not purposefully but it leaked from that lab that the makeup of the virus did not look like anything that could have mutated jumping from an animal to a human. Anthony Fauci knew this early on. Anthony Fauci purposely misled people. He lied to Congress. He lied to the American people from the pulpit in the White House. He enlisted the help of other scientists in that lie in concert with Francis Collins. Email communications prove this. And then miraculously, two of the scientists, Dr. Christian Anderson and Dr. Robert Gary, two guys who were on the early conference calls that Fauci organized, two guys who said this does not look like anything that could have naturally occurred. This looks like it was purposefully manipulated in a lab. Those two guys, after changing their opinion and signing on to, either by their silence or by their participation— in a public release of a paper saying, no, 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 this is just another unfortunate, natural evolution of a virus from animals to humans. Those two gentlemen ended up with a $9 million research grant. And Dr. Peter Daszak of Echo Health Alliance, the intermediary through which Anthony Fauci sent the money to fund the Wuhan lab, from which the virus escaped, Dr. Peter Daszak came up with a 3 to $4 million grant. Because after all, if you're going to pay Dr. Anderson and Dr. Gary multiple millions of dollars for their silence, you better tidy up the Peter Daszak situation as well. Here's the conclusion of Brett Baer's report last night. As the lab leak theory gains more scientific traction around the world... Dr. Collins publicly says he's at least open to that possibility. I don't think I have any more new information to be able to tip the balance. Certainly possible that this was somehow understudy in the lab, even though it was not human engineered from scratch. I'm quite confident of that. But months later, in his last interview before leaving NIH last month, 
Collins tells Fox News he stands by the natural origins theory. Frankly, we still don't know. There is no evidence really to say. Most of the scientific community, myself included, think that is a possibility, but far more likely this was a natural way in which a virus left a bat, maybe traveled through some other species and got the humans, and there was no lab leak involved. We won't know unless China decides to open up about this, which they have not done, and yeah. shame on them for that. Fauci says Chinese cooperation should be the goal. Obviously, you want openness and cooperation. One of the ways you can get it is don't be accusatory. The accusatory part about it is only going to get them to pull back even more. And that is what has so frustrated scientists and health professionals inside and out of government as they have tried to cope with an exploding lethal pandemic for more than two years with incomplete or inaccurate facts. Whether it was engineered or not, if we would have known early and there wasn't a cover-up, we could have saved lives. Dr. Robert Gary, who was on that February 2020 conference call with Dr. Fauci, tells the Intercept News Organization he changed his mind on the COVID origins based on new information he and his colleagues received and that, quote, no one was trying to mislead the public. We provided our story to Dr. Fauci's people and NIH, and as of airing tonight, we have not heard a response. And I doubt you will until Anthony Fauci is subpoenaed to testify before Congress. And you certainly won't hear it until Republicans get control of Congress. Jim Jordan said last week that if they get control, they're going to subpoena Fauci and they're going to make him answer these kinds of questions. I'm fine with that. I think Anthony Fauci should be in jail. I think Francis Collins should be in jail. It wouldn't surprise me if Gary and Anderson, the deeper we dig into these guys, will find out what compromises they made in the name of research. I mean, after all, the virus is already out. You can go through the whole kind of incremental justification of this. Well, the virus is out. It really doesn't matter where it came from. People are dying, and if I refuse to go along, then I won't get the research, and maybe my research could do something that could actually save lives in the future. You can understand how somebody could get to the point where they could cooperate with a purposeful lie like this. This is the big lie. Anthony Fauci knew it up front. Scientists knew it up front. How much time did we waste on finding this out and letting people know this? But Francis Collins up front says, you know, this could really hurt scientific efforts around the globe. And it might make people think China's mean and nasty. Anthony Fauci right there said, don't accuse, you can't be accusatory. Yeah, you can't accuse a country that sloppily at best manipulated a virus and let it escape. I mean, you can't accuse them of bad intentions or incompetence just because 850,000 plus Americans died. I mean, don't insult the poor people. Anthony Fauci's allegiance is to someone other than the United States of America. I don't know if it's first and foremost to China, first and foremost to his bank account, first and foremost to his reputation, first and foremost to what he foolishly believes is the preservation of science. You think up front, if we'd have known this leak from a Wuhan lab, 
that we would have said, that's it. No more scientific experimentation. Science is dead to us. Only a moron would think that, although Anthony Fauci might have thought that. Rand Paul, I hope, gets the last laugh on this with Anthony Fauci. Uh, He has submitted 11 yes or no questions to Fauci to answer in a letter to the Senate Help Committee, which I assume is health and something. In these questions, I am demanding simple yes or no answers that aim to get us closer to the truth about the origins of COVID-19. Among his questions are, did you fund gain-of-function research? He also asked if Fauci was prepared to retract his previous false testimony. That's a little bit like, do you still beat your wife question. But there's no doubt Fauci lied to Congress. There's absolutely zero doubt. There's no doubt he lied from the podium at the White House. He sends an email, and then later on sends an email saying one thing, like, hey, don't don't anybody mention this. Yeah, it looks like it leaked from a lab. And then he goes to the podium at the White House and says, no, no, this is from a bat. It's very consistent with a bat that evolved. So Fauci's tried to trade on our sympathy. Oh, I get death threats. The crazies. Yeah, when people lose relatives and friends and have their lives disrupted and their freedom taken away and when they're hectored into getting vaccines. Yeah, people tend to take umbrage at that, Anthony Fauci. So we'll see where this goes. The breaking news of the day is, of course, Stephen Breyer is going to retire. Fox is now reporting it as fact. That Stephen Breyer will retire as Supreme Court Justice. That'll give Joe Biden a chance for a win. A chance to do something that'll energize his base. He'll find the most liberal, whacked out, crazed, partisan, who's a minority, and appoint them to the Supreme Court. There will be a knockdown, drag out fight. Can Biden count on Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin's vote? Oh, man, if they didn't vote for his wacky next Supreme Court successor to Stephen Breyer, <laughs> they thought their lives were bad now. But, hey, welcome to the party, pal. You set the agenda with the way that you came after Brett Kavanaugh. So, thanks for the template. Don't be surprised if your nominee gets the same treatment. Of course, if their nominee gets the same treatment. It will be because, say it with me, Republicans are racist, sexist, right? Homophobic. Maybe Joe Biden can find, you know what? Maybe the first black woman appointed to the Supreme Court, will be a biological man. Somewhere out there, is there a transgender African-American woman, in air quotes, who could satisfy Joe Biden's woke dreams? I don't think, you know, Caitlyn Jenner, wrong race, Wrong party. Got to be somebody. (laughs) Joe Biden could nominate. Leah Thomas, not old enough. Wrong race. But we'll stand by. We'll see.
Now, speaking of retiring or not retiring, Nancy Pelosi has made her decision about her future as a U.S. congressman. Will she return? Will she not? Oh, I think you'll find her reason for what she's doing quite delicious and ironic. I'll give it to you next on The Bruce Willis Show. I must say I am surprised that Michael Jackson lookalike Nancy Pelosi uh, is uh, running for re-election. Uh, she made the announcement yesterday. I thought she would not have any desire serving as the House Minority, Dele- minority Leader uh, because that's where she's headed for because Republicans are definitely going to regain control of the House in the fall. That is the one thing I am certain of politically, more certain than I am that a Republican will win Rob Portman's Senate seat, more certain than I am that a Republican will win the governorship of Ohio because I think they could beat each other up in the primary and end up running a candidate in the general that's not as strong as Perhaps Mike DeWine would be. DeWine's going to struggle to win the primary. But why is Nancy Pelosi running again? Well, I think your heart will be warmed. Your heart will be warmed by the reason. When people ask me what are the three most important issues facing the Congress, I always say the same thing. Our children, our children, our children. Their health, their education, the housing and economic security of their families, a clean, safe environment in which they can thrive, and a world at peace and where they are all welcome and in which they can reach their fulfillment. Come and get your lollipops. Lollipops. Come along, my little ones. Ice cream, chocolate, all free today. Yes, she does bear a striking resemblance visually and audibly to the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, doesn't she? Come on, children, lollipops, ice cream. And then he loads them in the cage and takes them away, hoping to do away with them. That's Nancy. She's all about the children, their health, their education, their safe environment. You know where they're safe, Nancy? Well, they're safe in the womb until you get your abortion policies enacted. Then they're not so safe. And then they're not children anymore. They're dead bodies. What a complete hypocrite. She will bear, unfortunately, because none of us should take solace or exult in the eternal demise of someone who is so horribly twisted in their mind. And she is, of course, not alone. You cannot be a Democrat these days and not be pro-death. Even a Democratic, quote-unquote, pastor, even the guy who ascended to the same pulpit as Dr. Martin Luther King. I'm talking about Georgia's senator for the moment, because Herschel Walker is going to drub him in November, Raphael Warnock. Raphael Warnock put out a tweet the other day that said this, as a pro-choice pastor, what? Yeah. As a pro-choice pastor, 
I've always believed that a patient's room is way too small for a woman, her doctor, and the United States government. Oh, really? Reverend Warnock. And he's not alone. There are many pastors in this city who subscribe to that same twisted, evil, demonic view. Tim Aarons, First Congregational Church of Columbus, the church that, unfortunately, visited Washington Gladden and the other social gospel garbage on our world. Same opinion. Uh, Warnock's tweet uh, resulted in considerable online pushback. One other pastor wrote, there are two more people in that room. (laughs) The two people, the baby and God, the two people you don't care about. Yeah, good good comeback. Uh, Allie Beth Stuckey, who does a podcast, she's very, very good, very, very pro-life. She says, you cannot, you can be... You can be pro-choice or a faithful pastor, but you cannot be both. No, you cannot. Another response from Apologia Church said, A pro-choice pastor is nothing more than a servant of Satan. Bingo. First Baptist Church. Director of Worship Tom Buck said, This man is neither a pastor nor a Christian. He belongs to his father, the devil. Yeah, Raphael Warnock. Spiritual disaster. I hope you mend your ways, Raphael, because man, oh man, that's a really dangerous place to be. Now, we talked at the beginning of the show today about Jim Renacci and his uh, desire to curry favor with Donald Trump. He does not have Trump's endorsement. Morgan Ortegas does. You might have seen Morgan Ortegas on Special Report. You've seen her on The View. She put Adam Schiff in his place, memorably, on The View a month or so ago. Uh, She is running for Congress in Tennessee, and Donald Trump issued his endorsement for Morgan Ortegas yesterday. As I said, she is frequently a guest on Special Report, also on assorted Fox shows. She is a former State Department official. She put in very clear, relatable terms this conflict in the Ukraine and why Vladimir Putin has the upper hand in this stare down between he and Joe Biden. We're at this moment today. We didn't have to be. We're at this moment today uh, because of for the past year, uh, we have sort of chased Putin around the world as it relates to diplomacy, tried to get him to talk. And we've made concession after concession to either appease the Germans or to bring the appease the Russians uh, to stop them from escalating. And what you saw a senior administration official today saying in a briefing um, is, you know, that they're they're at the end of the escalation ladder and the United States is is, you know, taking this seriously. and We're going to be tough. It sounds like me talking to my toddler. If you do that one more time, Russia, if you do that one more time, well, my toddler doesn't believe me when I say that, and I don't think the Russians believe Biden. That's a great analogy, isn't it? One more time, Vlad, one more time. Nobody believes Joe Biden is tough. If you're tough, you don't have to tell other people you are. And when Joe Biden was running, oh, Vladimir Putin doesn't want to see me reelected, or he doesn't want to see me elected. Sure, Joe, he's laughing. He's laughing up his sleeve. Chairman G is laughing. Imagine how they'll laugh when they get together in Beijing at the Olympics. Uh, now, here is a development a lot of people will be happy about. I don't think I have. I know this. I don't have the intellectual chops nor the time to sit and listen to 
multiple hours of any podcast. But I particularly cannot hang intellectually with a smart guy like Dr. Jordan Peterson. Man, he is so smart. He and Joe Rogan sat down for a podcast. I'm sure it will make headlines. It already has, in some respects, what Jordan Peterson had to say about the veracity of the Bible. Jordan Peterson's going to become a born-again Christian someday. Pray for him. It will happen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.